All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name is Dan Lear, and welcome to the Business of Love. Woo! Hey, hold it down, y'all. Hold it down. I'm here with my co-host in business and life, Miss Jennifer Lear. Hi. Right. Packed house today, baby. Packed I know, house. I know. Full audience. Yeah. How are you feeling today? I'm feeling great. And you know what? I love the fact that you and I match like we're going on a prom date right now. I like that. Your shirt matches my dress. It and may not match totally like when it's side to side, but boy, from across the way, it across looks the room's close enough, and yeah. we didn't even know about it. it happens I know. All the time. It happens all the time. I know. How are you feeling? You know, I feel good. Yeah. You know, I feel good. I got a lot of great stuff going. Uh, yeah. The business. Um, uh, Renato and I are crushing it, doing some great things. Yeah, you are. Uh, we got some really good things popping. We yeah. we launched our um, world class sales training for the small business last week at one of my conferences, and Excellent. we had a, a bunch of companies that came on board. And essentially, it's you know, if you have uh, a business with one to fifteen employees, I'll be your I'll be your assistant sales manager. I'll train your whole team for one hundred ninety nine bucks a That's month. That's amazing, crazy. It's a we great have, value. Uh, Seventeen to fifty employees for three ninety eight a month. Yeah. So it's crazy. So it's you know, we've automated everything. I've got Fortune five hundred training for, that that uh, companies can can have for a very very fair price. So we're just going after the unserviced market. Yeah. The business owners that need it the most, people that don't have the big budgets, the heating and air, you know, the people that are out there busting right, butt that right. need sales training. So yeah. uh, we're really rocking and I'm excited about it. Excellent. Congratulations. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the business of love. If this is your first time at the podcast, uh, our podcast parallels the success in business and success in relationships. And meaning if we apply the same strategies we use to grow our business, man, our relationships would just, just thrive. And that's what we talk about. <laughs> we relate the two together and how much they parallel. Yeah. And today, this is a great episode. This is talking about do the work. Mm-hmm. Don't just talk about it. Uh-huh. Yeah, baby, do the work. Uh-huh. So what do you what do you mean by that? Well, you know, you and I chat about it oftentimes. We've got people around us who are in the personal development industry, right? And people who want to be in the personal development industry, but they've have have um, maybe attended many and and also, you know, a, a lot of people who are Christians and and spiritual churchgoers or um, with a universal thought and so they meditate and they do all these things and you know, what's interesting to me is that I see a lot of people um, talk about what they do, what they've learned, and what they know, but they don't always implement it into everyday life. So they can implement it outside of something, but as soon as a conflict or an issue comes up, they're so in the drama of it. You know, they're so they're so in what it is, and 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 I'm always amazed that you know they they talk about what they know and who they are and and um, how they can um, process these things. But when they're in the thick of things, they're not able to, you know, see through that and to really go into those places. And, uh, and so then they're just in the drama of whatever's happening. And I find that fascinating. You know, yes. I find that fascinating. You see people in business doing all the time. They tout about, you know, what they know and what they can do and everything else. And so there's something lacking behind that. And, and, you know, we have um, tools on both sides today to talk about, um, you know, there's, there's that, secondary gain that you know you talk about oftentimes with yep. people when they're stuck in their stuff so talk about that a little bit yeah i mean secondary gain is a, a you know psychological term i should say psychologists use it when they talk about behavior right mm-hmm. so anytime there's a behavior uh there's always a secondary gain involved okay. and so when somebody is is you know talking about all these things they know you know like uh well you know you just have to 
plan your goals and set your goals and fight through it and don't get distracted or whatever they say, you know, yeah. whatever they say. Um, the secondary gain behind that is the fact that they get to feel like they're, they're somebody. They get to feel like they're the mm-hmm. all-knowing, that they have this knowledge, mm-hmm. right? Which is great. I mean, every, you know, there's people that... You know, there's people that brag and people that boast and people that are more, you know, outward than some. Yet, those are the people we're talking about who don't implement those things and don't do anything about it. So they have a need for recognition. Yeah. So they've got this need for recognition, right? So Mm -hmm. the secondary gain is to to let you know that, hey, I know know how to set goals or whatever. But the other thing is they get to complain about how drama-filled their life is. Mm. You know, so... They get to express themselves and talk about how how jacked up their life is, and then they'll talk about some quote they heard at a Tony Robbins seminar, mm-hmm. or a Bible verse, or a Bible verse, mm-hmm. or a scripture, mm-hmm. or I guess that's the same thing, or a um, some empowering affirmation that they read out of a spiritual yeah. you know magazine or a card, um, but they won't implement it. Yeah. And so they get the secondary gain of having people feel sorry for them because they're going through much, so much crap. Mm-hmm self-imposed crap and then they'll get the secondary gain of the fact that they get to tell everybody how much they know so right. they get kind of two secondary gains but nothing's going on right <laughs> except right. for the fact that they're a mess yeah <laughs> <laughs> absolutely absolutely um you know it's interesting because i i feel like you know oftentimes people know so they know so much, right? We learn a lot, especially in today's world. You know, there's there's all these resources for us to be able to learn and grow and have right. personal development, whether it's YouTube or audiobooks or um, you know, or hardcover books, you know, real books, tangible things. And and people are personal development is into so many companies now, and you know, around everyone. And then of people that maybe aren't into personal development, they're churchgoers or they you know they they do their best to you know get a spiritual uh, type of influence in their lives and what I really think is that oftentimes um, people are so attached to their stories and the drama that they have and they they oftentimes won't connect what they've learned into what they're experiencing so because we're creatures of habit um, that it really takes us being able to stop and get out of the worry or the complaining or the drama of something and go, okay, so, you know, what do I know right now that, that I can, I can use in this situation and, or, um, you know, what are the, what are the tools? And if it, if it's, if it's a God thing, you know, going back to your experiences, you know, in church and understanding some of the teachings that, you know, what would God do right now? What would Jesus do right now? How do I, how do I implement this right now? So I'm not worried. So I'm not frustrated. So I'm not drama filled. So I'm not upset or sad or depressed, you know, and that way you can get over it quicker as well. But you have, you know, people are, like I said, they're, they're such creatures of habit that they have to replace, um, the behaviors real time, not just learn the stuff and then forget to implement it when they're actually going through right. whatever they're going through. Exactly. So. Well, well said. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well said. And so I, I don't know, I, I have had experience uh, of this in a relationship. And so the problem with this person that is always saying how much they know and what they're going to do, yeah. you know, I think my, my situation was I was in a relationship um, with somebody, hey, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do this, and yeah. I'm going to kick ass and I'm going to do this. And um, it never happens. Yeah. And then pretty soon what happens is you lose respect for them. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to lose respect for them, but yeah. you're going to lose respect for anybody that keeps talking about things and never completes them. Absolutely. And so you lose respect for them as a, yeah. as a partner. And then you wonder if like yeah. when they say they're going to do something for you, is it really going to happen? Yeah. And so it's just a weird thing and uh, it's a bad habit. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and you have people in business that do that, right? So you have these amazing um, interviews with prospective candidates for your for your, the job position you have open, and they wow you an interview, and then somehow they fall short and don't don't actually do what they had promised or what yeah. they said they could, or you know somehow fall short in some way. And we've experienced this recently, of right? Course. By somebody that you hired, and <laughs> and it happens a lot. I was just actually just talking to um, a colleague of mine who owns a very large bureau in in the country, and you know he just happened to, and the last two people he hired, he had to let go because they had so much potential and were such a great interview, but they just <laughs> couldn't back it up. Of course, you know, yeah. and so so interesting. People do that all over, and you know, so a few different things. You know, we started talking about uh, in the beginning people touting personal development stuff, but, um, also like you said, things that you are promising that you're going to do, um, because you, it feels good to be able to say it. Right. Right. Rather than, um, just being normal, being, what does that mean? You know, how being, um, being yourself, um, not over promising, right. You know, under promise, over deliver and all that, all that over promising, attempting to be impressive. You know, I'm the big, big guy, the big girl. And I'm going to do this for you and do that for you. I'm going to do this and then nothing ever happens. Yeah. So, I mean, a few action steps here is when you're, when you're tempted to go into the drama of a story or, or something that you're experiencing, um, on this level, ask yourself, you know, stop and ask yourself, what can I do here, you know, to, to shorten, shorten this cycle? And, you know, what do I know? Because everybody knows something. Um, everybody has, everybody has access to information that can help them get over something, you know, rather than going deep into the drama or the cycle of, of what's happening to them, you know, asking yourself, what can I use that will benefit me in this situation? You know, what tools do I have in my toolbox that I can attribute to this? Sometimes it's just praying sometimes it's you know all this personal development stuff that you might have known um sometimes it's um going into the bible sometimes it's calling um a pastor or a friend or somebody that maybe knows a little bit more than you you know at that point but it's doing something about it rather than touting you know you know that you have all this information but not using it yeah and and i agree with that jennifer but what about i mean i i feel like those people don't even know it they don't know that, I mean, it's just like a habit. It's a it's a language pattern. Oh, for some you of know, those people, yeah, one hundred percent. We've got a, a person that we know, yeah, and he, you know, he does well financially, and he tells us all the things he's going to do, and mm-hmm. what, he, and nothing ever. I mean, nothing happens. Yeah, doesn't do it. It's yeah. just a bunch of hot air. Yeah, and he still, even though he's financially does really well, he has the need to to impress people with his words and what he's going to do, and he'll mm-hmm. he'll he'll tell you a whole Tony Robbins seminar. Oh yeah, he'll tell you all about it. Oh yeah. And yet he's still a mess. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, and you're right. He, I don't think knows that he's doing it because you would think he would change it if he knew. Well, I think he, I know he doesn't know it because I actually attempted to tell him and he oh. hung up on me. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. That would be the case too. Um, you know, but I think deep down, we always know our shortcomings. We always know Unless you're completely delusional, and there are those. Yeah. But I think we always know 
what we truly need to do and what we're doing wrong. We just are so in the habit of it and our need for recognition or need for a different feeling is greater than the need to change. Because I'll tell you, if somebody is, a a girlfriend of mine said it so well, she um, was a certain way and she was a performer and she had a traumatic brain injury and she literally had to teach herself how to walk, how to talk and, and do all this stuff. And she had such a level of need to change that if she didn't, she was going to die. So if somebody had that, they would, of they course. would change. But I'm telling you, we all know where our shortcomings are. We all know when we're doing something for a reason other than um, coming from wholeness or coming from a secure place. And so I believe the person you're talking about knows he's doing it, but he needs the recognition and the feeling like he's the big man on campus way more than um, he actually wants to not do that and just have a real conversation. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. It's really the need for recognition in that that specific um, situation. Yeah, it is. That's awesome. Yeah. So action step number two is um, if you're the person, if you're that person who tends to say things and not do them, um, maybe we're just opening this up to your eyes right now. Attempt to be more cognizant of the things you share. Be more discreet, mm-hmm. you know, under promise, over deliver, mm-hmm. you know, under promise, over deliver. Yeah. That's one thing I've always done. I only do things that totally I know that I can do. do. I, I never, ever fall short because yeah. I don't, Overpromise. There's no, no you reason don't. to impress people. No, you don't. You don't care about impressing people. And that's, I think, that's a gift for you because you really don't care about impressing people. And I know a few of my girlfriends have husbands like that too. Like, they just don't care. You know, they do what they need to do and what they should do. I mean, you care about people. Of course. But, yeah. but you don't care about what people think of you. And so you're not going to say yes to something or promise that you're going to do something because you don't need to. Mm-hmm. You don't need that recognition. Right. And so, you know, there's there's that. Um, so I guess also kind of rewinding this a little bit just for, you know, the listeners. If you're listening to this and you're doing some self-evaluation and you're saying, wow, maybe I do that. Take a look at, you know, self-evaluation. Do some, you know, check up what's going on inside that brain there and, and see what am I lacking there? Because if is this a need for recognition? Is this mm-hmm. why? Why do I need this recognition? What am I not getting enough of? Yes. Why is my Why am I having a need to get this uh, recognition from other people? Because I'm rather than them telling it to me on their own, I have to go fish fish for it. I love that. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. That is at a deeper level, and somebody could just say that. I mean, I think that would transform somebody by just having that conversation with themselves, right? As a self analysis. Yeah. So under deliver, man. Just be more discreet and yeah. stop stop saying all these things you're going to do, and just actually do something. Yeah. Very much. You know. So, so that's you know, and, and again, it's about building a brand. Yeah. You know. So like, I have a brand with you. Yes. My brand is consistent. Yeah. My brand, oh, yeah. you know, if I tell you it's going to get done, it's going to get done. Yeah. You know, whether it's changing a light bulb or, or whatever, I'm going to get it done. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know that. Yep. So I think that's the brand you want to have with people. Because I have people right now in my life, when they say something, I know it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I have, <laughs> I have several people like that too. And they mean it in the moment. You know, they mean uh, it in the moment. <laughs> they do. They mean it in the moment. I, some of them. Yeah, you're right. They, they all they, do. They do. They all mean it in the moment. They all mean it in the moment. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, how about you take action step number three? Um, yeah. So, so if you're the one to overpromise and underdeliver, start out small. If you recognize that this is this is a, a trait that you have, um, you know, start out small. Really go in. Really go in with a. Um, what is the word? Sorry. Really go in with a meek sense of who you are 
because you'd be surprised by switching that um, how strong and capable people uh, you will appear to people because you will start to over deliver um, and so but start out small with your promises and start out small with what you're doing um, whether this is in, in business or in relationships or you know anything else and so you know really be a person of your word I I learned so long ago I was you know was 25 years in entertainment and and the only thing I had was my reputation. So if I promised something that I didn't deliver, I was in big trouble. And we all are, right? In, in any mm-hmm. situation, in, in any industry. But, you know, I made sure, because this is a very small town, Las Vegas, so small, that if I was a person who didn't follow through, I would have egg on my face. And that would be really important, you know, because I needed to build my, I built my career on my reputation. Right. I built my career and reputation, and so I think that that's, that's a big part of this. Um, I think we kind of went a couple of different places in this podcast, but um, I think it's valuable nonetheless um, for, people, for people who, um, you know, uh, have, have information on, you know, personal development or God or church, spiritual spirituality, things of that nature. Use that information that you have that maybe you would talk about openly to other people um, and maybe give advice on using that for yourself. Use that for yeah. yourself and don't live in the drama of it. And on the other side, um, you know, if you're a person who promises too much, uh, really take a big look at yourself and ask yourself what you're needing. Yeah. And and find that fulfillment. Find that fulfillment for you. Right. You give yourself that fulfillment because nobody else can. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I guess I'm hearing a couple of things. And, and, and like I said, like one of them is that person that promises too much, mm-hmm. you know, like um, I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that. Um, and the other one is is just like, you know, the person who, you know, I'm just going to use this example that utilizes Bible verses, you mm-hmm. know, to talk about, you know, oh, you know, the Lord yeah. said, have patience or whatever, mm-hmm. you know, they read scriptures, whatever, but they're the first ones that loses their patience when right. something goes on at home. Yeah. And so it's that whole thing about, you know, pontificating, just like talking about yeah. all the things that they learned at a Tony Robbins seminar, exactly. but then they go ahead and they yell at their wife or their husband, you know, yeah. that kind of thing. So again, it's just like, the recognition of who, what are you speaking into existence? Mm-hmm. What are you saying? Because mm-hmm. words mean things mm-hmm. and words matter. Mm-hmm. So when you're like, you know, I hear all the time, some, I don't hear all the time, I hear sometimes that couples complain that we don't do anything together anymore, you know, and and I'll hear the, oh, I'm going to take her out for a fancy dinner. I'm going to, you know, this, that, you know, hey, start out small. I mean, just go to Chipotle. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if you haven't taken her out to dinner for a while, maybe it's not even about the place. Maybe right. it's just some conversation and a connection. Yeah. Just get it done. Yeah. Take her out. And then next week, maybe go to someplace nice. But it's not like, hey, I'm going to take you to this nice place. And then it never happens. Right. Or that you feel like you have to do it every single week. No. Right. It's not yeah. even about the nice place. Most of the time, it's about time alone and a connection. Yeah. I got off track there, but sorry about that. No, but it's true. <laughs> I love that you brought that up. You know, I think that's, you know, we, we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to have to provide something and it does it comes from an insecurity that we're not enough yep that we're not good enough yep. and so we want to do more to be able to provide that and i think it's just you know having a governor on that pedal <laughs> you know and 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 making sure that you're yep. monitoring that so, so if you're telling you. your husband or your wife about what tony robbins said and this that and the other well make sure you're doing it yourself if you're telling your husband or wife about what jesus is talking about you need to be doing it yourself mm-hmm. because you lose respect uh from your spouse and mm-hmm. Just like in business. I mean, you have yeah. some guy that someone that works for you in business and they're always telling you all the things they're going to do, but it never happens. You just mm-hmm. like, 
Forget about it. Yeah. So this is great. This is really great. So Thank awesome, baby. So uh, quick plug for our uh, Vegas weekend retreat. So those of you who are looking for an opportunity to spend a weekend with Jennifer and I, I mean, I'm sure you're just sitting around saying, man, I wish I could spend a weekend with Dan and Jennifer. <laughs> <laughs> and if that's you, go to our website, businessoflove.vegas. That's businessoflove.vegas. And hit the Vegas weekend retreat. We have an exclusive weekend where couples come out for the weekend. Uh, we have two days of agendas where we're connecting, we're learning, we're having some fun and, and, and making some memories. But they walk out with tools you can use to implement uh, for a game plan for your success in your relationship. So if that sounds like something you'd like to do, go check it out. Awesome. So Jennifer, thank you so much today. You are amazing as usual. And you are as well. And man, you look great today. Thank you. You got a great vibe coming off. I feel really good you today. Feel, you look good. Thank you so much. Yeah, yeah you look really good. So Because you are so wonderful to me today. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I am. You are every day. So good. All right, I love you. Let's do this. Thank you very much. Have a great day. The Business of Love. Love.